What I would like to have now is for all you internet sweat hogs to keep down the noise while we adjust our mics and show you what a real wrestling podcast is supposed to sound like. Hit the music. Coming down the aisle, at a combined weight of 545 pounds, they are your hosts, B-Hyphen and Handsome Bane. It's the Rasselcast Power Hour. Welcome everybody to the Rasselcast Power Hour. I am your host, host singular this week. B-Hyphen was busy doing some fathering, so uh, shout out to that man. We're going to hold it down for him for another week. Uh, meanwhile, I am your singular host, Handsome Bane, uh, normally a Violet Powell claim, but I'm just getting used to the WrestleCast Power Hour uh, format. Um, and today I have with me, I'm not alone, I'm not alone, I have with me today a man many people in the wrestling business or wrestling business would refer to as a good brother. This is a man who lives to help people in the realm of finance, fitness, and philanthropy. I met this brother at Anime Boston. You remember, I'm talking about, of course, the man T. Doza. What's up, brother? Yo, how you doing? How you living? How you feeling, man? I'm so glad to be here. I'm great talk. Hey, bro, so let's tell everybody how we met, first of all. It was so wild because oh, I'm sitting there. <laughs> I'm walking around in man, Boston with my like daughter. You tell the story, man. I'm sitting like there. You tell the story, man. I'm walking around in Boston. Boston. I'm gonna forget that shit. Yeah, so I'm walking around in Boston. Got my daughter with me. You know, she's like, you no, know, she's kind of into the, you know, the 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 con, uh, the con game. So you know, she's in. She's been there before. But we just hear the hungry wolf. And I'm like. Oh, somebody, somebody understands that I'm Terry Bogard right now. And uh, yeah. wow. he runs at me with cheetah, everything, body paint. I'm like, oh, he does this. Okay. Uh, we just yeah. dap up, slap extra hard, loud, you know what I'm saying? I yell a couple of power dunks and uh, are you okay? Bust a wolf, you know? Well, I'll, still, I'll still do that for you, man, if you want me to, hey, man. I, I still tell. do the voice every day, yo. Hey, so, uh, and then, you know, saying so we took pictures, we dapped up and then, uh, you know, uh, J1, my daughter, uh, my firstborn, she looks to me, she says, do you know him? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never met that man a day in my life, but now we're bros. So, yes, <laughs> two girls in the house. It was just that easy. It was that quick. For sure. So yeah, man. I like yeah, being man. interactive and everything. The, the minute you knew about Terry Bogart, I knew I had to say, I had to say, okay, bro. I, I love this place, man. I play CBS all the time. We always like we dog. Okay. I was like, dog. He's so you happy to see you. Gotta be, you got to do the I okay, bro. You got to do the I okay. Hi, okay, Buster Wolf. <laughs> he asked you if he's okay before he cracks your ass because he wants to make sure that you're in tip-top condition before he knocks your ass out. Yo, facts, man. That's also happy that Terry actually got smashed because I do suck yeah. I love King of Fighters. So, so that's the other thing, right? So we're playing Smash. I, I get Terry on there, and my, my second born is on there playing, and then she has to fight Terry Boger. She's like, Daddy, I have to fight you. <laughs> and she's like genuinely bummed out that she has to fight Terry Bogart because she just equates Terry Bogart to me and I'm like this you can pay me no higher man that's fucking adorable as shit yeah. Man. so yeah she'll be ready to you know once the world opens up I think she'll be also be ready to start hitting the cons hey, man so. that's how we do it yo yeah, but man, we're here to talk about you, man. So take us through, you know, just a little bit of who T Doza is, man, what you do, and uh before we get into your wrestling life. Yeah, man, I got you, man. I got you. So I started in the con game really early, man, around the two thousand, especially around two thousand four. That's when they were just like really getting big before they were just comic events. You just mm-hmm. come in, trade comics and that's it. Yeah, they're literally comic books. 
and boot you things. Comics, that's all it was, yo. Like, yo, you had a good mint condition, trade it in, and that's yeah. it. A good, a good Venom issue, Venom number one from 1986. All right, trade, and that's it. But I was also a wrestling fan at the time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I loved WWF before it was WWE. Yeah. So... I always like to, um, you know, imitate the wrestling moves and everything, and the promos and everything like that. And then my biggest break in wrestling was when I met The Rock and Mankind and um, Palestine Mall in oh, wow. upstate New York. Yeah, they had signing and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I got their autograph and everything like that. And, you know, I came in cosplaying The Rock and everything like that. What was real funny about this, I was explaining a little bit, is that when I met The Rock the first time, you know, we shook hands and like that because I'm I'm part Samoan as well too. So oh, okay, I can speak I can speak some Samoan. So we uh-huh. you know, we a little bit and everything like that. And he got to know my mom. Anyway, okay. you know, um, after that, he just gave me a good life lesson. He was like, "Yo, save and bank your money." And I saved my bank my money while I was young. And when I was twelve, you know, my mom got into a lot of trouble, you know, with drugs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so did my brother. I didn't want a part of that life. So I had to decide quick if I was going to stay in this life and, you know, be a wreck or leave the house and find a way. Yeah. I left with only $10 in my pocket and two pair of boxers and three pairs of uh, shirts. And the schools let me sleep in the schools, like especially in the locker rooms and the gyms, because for me, I was at high academic grades. So I was always on the high honor roll. Yeah. So they don't want a kid that's going to be in the street and then put in a high honor roll. Mm-hmm. So they let me sleep in there and everything like that. And I build my money graduate by, you know, just doing odd jobs. The job the janitor didn't want to do, give it to me. Yeah. And at that time, there's no cameras, no social media and everything like that. So who's going to really get a snitch? You know what I mean? Who's going who's right. to say no to, hey, this kid's going to do it. So I can go home early. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, let me, yeah. just let me, I'll do this shit. And I used to do it gradually. And then when I became 15, you know, I worked at Carmine's NYC, right down two blocks from my home and everything like that in Times Square. So, oh man, like when I asked why I got my big break, I got me a lot of good, like wrestling celebrities at the time. I could met Big Show, um, make, you know, Mankind again, yeah. um, uh, um, JBL before he was uh, JBL, Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, he was just yeah, Bradshaw, like, yeah. Or Justin yeah. Hawk Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. The APA, brother, the APA. Oh my God, I loved APA. Just yeah, the door. Man, that the door was so classic. Yeah. That thing still goes hard to this day, brother. It does, it does. But I saved my money from there and I just put myself to school to NYU. After NYU graduated um, to finance, went to the cosplay scene, you know, went to the comic scene. And here I am now, you know, working the stock market after all these years as well, too. Yeah, and my shit grew up ever since. You see my stock market. Game, I see you, bro. bro. I see. You. I'm trying I to get just like made two billion this year, 2021 already. Two million, man. So I'm I'm good. <laughs> we are we are 15 days into the year. I'm looking at my In watch, range, but I don't need to. We're 15 days into the year. All right. <laughs> so, sheesh. Uh, so yeah, just kind of like, what did you, you know? What are your memories of pro wrestling? Like, you know, like some of your earliest memories of pro wrestling? Oh, man. Early, the first time I ever watched wrestling was there was this uh, show on WWF on Saturday recapping about Monday Night Raw. So, yeah. see, I didn't start with Monday Night Raw. I yeah. saw for WWF recap. Yeah. And that showed the first episode of Goldust versus Razor Ramon in the backyard. Like, this is a new random match. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. They beat each other up in the, in the backyard. Like, I never seen this shit before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldust is just coming and slapping Razor Ramon with his gold hand. Like, wait a minute. And then I see Bret Hart, you know, talking about Shawn Michaels. So, Bro. All right. <laughs> and then I'll never forget Mr. Dusty Rose, Mr. Six Oh Six Oh Five on Saturday night. You know what I mean? Yeah, Six Oh Five PM. Man, listen. When I first, yeah, that's it, when it, I, yeah, I had, I was just such a fiend for wrestling at that point in time that I was watching yeah. everything that came on. So it would be like uh, the Saturday morning uh, WCW. Um, Oh God! It was worldwide. That's they had worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Morning. Yeah. morning, and then there was um, there was a Saturday night uh, for WCW too. But they had superstars. They had WWF main event. And then uh, man, it was just like so much stuff. I was just like, man, I'm just 
my whole week was just to get me to wrestling. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurry up. Get me to the get me to Saturday morning. That's what I want. And then I found on a channel we had in Detroit called the uh, WADL 38. Wrestling came on, and this was like old ass different territories like IWCCW, USWA, and you seeing Jerry Lawler in there as the main guy. Like, bro, what is this? It came on at five in the morning. I was Whoa, jumping. Facts. Bro, I was facts. Because oh, yeah, oh, I definitely man. agree. Yeah, man, because, yo, when we were watching wrestling, there was a lot of wrestling around. You know, territories were crazy and everything like that. And Vince was just trying to shut everything down. Yeah. So then, you know, when we watched WCW and WWF, you know, then at late at night, it's different. a little bit late, you know. Yep. You hear that extreme Bro. championship. See, that is exactly what I saw. When I when I first saw ECW, I was like, dog, what is happening right now? I, I started watching ECW actually when they were still Eastern Championship Wrestling. I knew something was there, and it was Hawk versus uh Shane Douglas. Yeah. With Sherry in his corner. And I was like, oh my God. And this was like right before he uh won the title. And then dropped it, like like threw it down. Yeah. It was like, no, nah, we got to be extreme. And then that's when they started ECW. I was like, what? Yeah, the fuck am I watching right now? Dudes was breaking tables, and this was like when table breaking was like brand yeah. new. And like Sabu was from Michigan. That's why people don't know Sabu was from like Sabu yeah. and Rob Van Dam have known each other forever when they used to wrestle in Michigan, and I trained in one of the places that they used to wrestle in when I was 15. Good so shit. they, like, they was breaking tables in, like, 1992. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, dudes was, like, just getting on to it after, you know, the late 90s. Yeah, man. Man, it was so different. Like, it was just, like, not just the violence of it all, but it was all of it. it was just overall just... Everything, so the production about it, you know what I mean? Because when you go watch WCW, you see it, like, a little bit grainy, but it's yeah. trying to be TV wrestling. Yep. When you see WWF, you see, like, more action shots it's, and everything like that. It's pristine. It's like... Yeah. yeah. Well, ECW but, is just, like, a raw cameraman just... Yeah, you know, it was like, like I haven't seen that shit before. <laughs> No special effects, no camera shots, just straight up, all right, the cameraman's just showing Yeah, Even the graphics on it were, like, really gritty. Like, they always had everything wrapped in barbed wire and, like, all cracked up and broken. And just, I remember, like, even the women, like, you know, saying, like, your Beulah McGillicuddy and uh, Komona Wanalea was like, all right, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. Let's go. It was just like, man, what is happening right now? So, yeah, I think that is the essence of, like, what pro wrestling should be. Like, at some point, you should have to ask, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, good show. There should be a mysterious aura about wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I feel, you know, a lot of wrestling, especially back then, really influenced a lot of the action sequences we have today, you know? Yes. Look at Resident Evil 4, for example, you know? We have Leon doing a fucking suplex to, uh, you know, a Ganado and everything like that, you know? Yeah. We have characters doing DDTs nowadays. Like, it's like it's considered normal, you know? And like, wrestling really evolved that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're in a street fight and you saw, like, and you were able to do a wrestling move, why wouldn't you do a wrestling move? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's, if you can do it, why wouldn't you? You know, like I you just still using Paul Nelson to this day. Paul Nelson fights. is great for like controlling something. Like, yeah, you, can, you know, if you know how to move somebody, you can. Yeah, you're gonna go where your arm goes. You know what I mean? You're gonna go. You. <laughs> you're gonna go wherever pain makes you go. So definitely, exactly. you're gonna like. Ah, nothing Can't makes you feel like a little dog if you get. You get put in a floor. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, kick into. So, what we usually do, um, yeah. well, usually on the second episode. Um, so, one of the first things we did is that we started the Rasslecast Hall of Fame. So, okay. this is where you get, you as the guest, get to put one person one either you know one professional wrestling personality into the rassle cast hall of fame and then tell us okay. what they, 
we last week the first inductee was Diamond Dallas Page. Smart man. Whoever did that. Smart person. Diamond Dallas Page. We put Diamond Dallas Page in for saving the lives of wrestler, other wrestlers. Besides his own wrestling career, he's literally saved the lives of like, you know, Jake the Snake and Scott Hall mm-hmm. by like moving them in. Like it's one of the most positive stories. And, you know, other people who have used DDP yoga. But I agree. So with that being the bar. Who would you like to in, to put into the Rasselcast Hall of Fame? Man, why are we putting DDP on there, bro? Like, got DDP in there. Yeah. First, to be first honest, ballot. to be honest, if I had to put someone in the Hall of Fame for that, I had to put Undertaker. He's a locker room taker, man. Taker. He's why, man. He's always been the locker room leader for years, man. Like he yeah. started. The craziest part is he actually started out in backyard wrestling, and then he moved to WCW. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what to do with him in WCW. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. went to WCW. So mean to, Mark, uh, yeah, mean Mark. He's, he's big, um, and he's mean. Mean, okay. Yeah, you believe it if you said this guy was mean, right? Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, mean. So you know they moved to you know WWF, and already he commands leadership. You know what I mean? Right mm-hmm. from the start, you know he's commanding leadership. You know, all right, get this way, get this way. It goes great with Vince. Vince always needed a big guy to be in his corner because as as you know, bulkheaded Vince is, he always needs that guy to tell him, hey, shut the fuck up sometimes. You know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Undertaker was definitely one of them. Mark was definitely one of them. And for years, he was the locker room leader, man. He, he negotiated peacemaking and everything like that, you know? What's your favorite and, Undertaker story? I've, I think he's uh, the greatest greatest gimmick of all time. One of our mm-hmm. questions is, for, uh, is favorite gimmick. He's not my favorite gimmick, but I have to bow down and say that obviously The Undertaker is the greatest gimmick of all time. I have to agree on that one. He, like, yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite Taker moment? Favorite Taker moment. And there are a lot of them. It's like three years of Taker moments. All right. Outside the ring, I definitely have to say it's very underrated. You know, people don't talk about this. It's when he actually visited that little girl and uh, one of the backstage events and had a whole day with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just a girl Undertaker fan. She was just, you know, very um, special needs. Yeah. And Undertaker took care of her for the whole day. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, you did this drawing for me like that. That showed the side of Taker that a lot of people don't see, that he really loves the kids and he really loves the people in general, and, you know, past yeah. that whole persona that he does. And that's but a very rare thing for him to break character like that. Mm-hmm. So, when you break, when Undertaker dope. breaks character, it's something serious. That's super dope. My favorite Undertaker moment, oh, man. Everybody talks about the mankind and Undertaker moment and everything like that. And I'm good friends with Mick Foley, so, you know, he's slowly but surely starting to forget what happened. But, man, uh, favorite Undertaker moment nuts. probably has to be when he came back as Undertaker for versus Kane in WrestleMania 20. That setup. Yeah, yeah, amazing. yeah. Yeah. Because I can always talk about the old Undertaker past stories. Everybody's talked about it and everything like that. But when he came back and the whole setup, you know, for the whole year was just gongs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just gongs. You know, oh, oh, wait a minute. Is the actual Undertaker coming <laughs> yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the American badass. Not the American the badass. Actual Taker. Then yeah. in WrestleMania, then Royal Rumble, you hear the gong, gong, like, oh, he's coming yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, nah. yeah. And then on WrestleMania 20, you just see Paul Bear come out like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. Totally yeah, pissed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did mark and out. Yeah, and one thing a lot of people, yeah, what people don't talk about it is when Paul Bearer came back, he told Kane, you're no son of mine. You know, looks <laughs> straight to the crowd, gets the urn, takes it out, and there's Undertaker, the original Undertaker, like, oh and, my God. And that's, like, those are moments, and that's why I think pro wrestling is one of the greatest magic shows of all time. It's probably the greatest magic show. Oh, yeah. It's you're a grown man by the time you know saying I'm a grown man by the time that happened, and I'm freaking out knowing full well everybody's real name and what's supposed to happen, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like when it gets you, it's so magical and it's a fucking spectacle, you know. Like it's it's the only thing that people feel the need when they find out that you're a fan of it to tell you that it's fake. And it's like what, what what are you getting out of this? Like what? Do you, why do you care? I always have a I always have a counter argument to that, and to still to say it has not been disputed. 
So when people tell me, all right, yeah, you know what wrestling is fake, right? And I'm telling them, yeah, so are movies and so are your reality TV shows that you watch. But you watch them anyway because you know the fact that it's fake. I just I don't know what it is. We I, I want to do a study on like what it is, like why that's people's knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Uh, say like why do you feel the need to try? I don't know. Like we we did a thing, um, so we, we shot a video where one of our friends um was like a big wrestling fan, and then um it like came out that wrestling was fake and he didn't know and like he just lost his shit. But it was yeah. like, you know, it was like our, it was a, it was a, it was a skit that we did, but like, so that's what we do. Like if somebody feels the need to tell you like wrestling is fake, we just like overreact, like just as a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh my God, that, that reminds me of the guy that, that, that uh, when someone told him wrestling is fake in front of Jim Cornette, he said, it's still real to me, damn it. I'm like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. He just says, what? <laughs> like, are you serious? You didn't know really now? Wait, <laughs> wait, whoa, 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 whoa! My mom has been lying to me <laughs> the, whole <laughs> the whole time. This yeah. kind of like Santa Claus ain't real. You know, like, what's going on here? <laughs> now you're gonna tell me <laughs> the Easter Bunny isn't real, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so oh, now, so, all right. So we got Taker. In the Hall of Fame. All right, all right, all right. Uh, of course, he's yeah. a shoe in. So now we're gonna do what I like to call the gauntlet, oh, and uh, we're just gonna—I'm just gonna fire off some questions, and and uh, you just answer, and then I'll—you know—I'll probably answer Maybe. some of these too. So, um, here we go. First question: Best pro wrestling merchandise you've ever owned. I know that's easy. That's either the NWO shirt, you can't go wrong with that at all, or, you know, of course, the IWGP championship belts. <laughs> He's getting up to go yeah. get his yeah. IWGP yeah. I got both from Byway, so. <laughs> yeah. That boy yeah. is cold, by man. By far. By far. So, yeah. And championship belts and the, and the NWO shirt, by far. Which will bring me to the next question that's on our uh, on on our uh, list here. We always have it here. Um, what's your favorite belt design of all time? Ooh, so, so there's a tie between the IWGP Championship belt and the Big Gold belt. Like that's uh, yeah, Big Gold yeah. belt is just the standard in terms of it is pretty, now you're It's so yeah, extravagant, bro. Exactly, it's you know so I mean? extravagant. The big boys held it before. Ric Flair, Sting, Hogan, Triple H. All, the, all these people held the big gold belt before, but it, the design just looks so sleek that, all right, this is a championship belt. Like, yeah, it, 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 it makes you think of something that from like uh, Shakespearean days or something like, yeah. if they were just like super gaudy with it. <laughs> it was just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm going to let you know, WWF or WWE is never going to get a great design like that again. That was a one-time deal, you know what I mean? They can yeah. try again, but man, that is just a, such a fine belt, handcrafted, that still to this day, even rappers, Ghostface Killer still rocks that big gold yeah, belt. a lot of people, day. yeah, that's still the standard for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's a wrestling move you've seen done to someone in person? In person? It's yeah. easy. RKO, uh, Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> people try to Stone Cold. I try to leave the RKO at least once. I got hit with the RKO cars. before by my sister. So, I mean, everybody <laughs> that mom is WRKO. I used to do the I, RKO you know, at work. <laughs> I used to catch people at work. Best Buy. Be at Best Buy. Just RKO on somebody on the register. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, yeet. For real. Like, serious yeet. Like, Yo, it, it was that, and anytime you go to the pool, yo, you always had to do the 3D, bro. The 3D oh, was the yeah, yeah. All, the time, <laughs> yo, all the time. You always had one more, like, all right, we got him with a 3D at least once, yo. <laughs> I feel like you got a camera on my life right now, bro. Yo, facts. Keep him coming, yo. Keep yeah, coming. here we go. Best manager of all time. Oh, damn. That's a, that's a real good one, man. That's a real good one. Um, I can't call me Gene a good manager because uh, you know he's more of an announcer. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Jimmy Hart is actually a real good one. Jimmy Hart. I want to call him okay. the greatest of all time. Uh, Elizabeth is definitely up there. You know, she held the macho man down for years and everything like that. Ooh, That's man. a good that's oh yeah, you know he was get so hyper like he was going home to the ass. I mean, I can't think, bro. No, so. he was locking her up in the locker room, bro. Like, nah, they yeah. had a dressing room. He was like, nope, nope, you nasty motherfuckers ain't getting nowhere near my girl, dog. Nope. Yeah, I definitely have to go either Jimmy Hart or um or Elizabeth. But there's another one I forgot, man. How did I forget his name? He's do commentary with um. With Girl Monsoon. Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan. Yo, how the hell I forgot his that man's name, man? Yeah, brain fart. Man. Yeah, yeah, Bobby's Bobby's awesome. I'm gonna Bobby give you I'm gonna He's, I'm I'm gonna ask you a question and that will be actually my answer okay. to this question. My okay. answer, uh I ask Miss Elizabeth or Sensational Sherry. Hello. This is former President Barack Obama, the greatest president of your lifetime. I wanted to take some time out of my busy schedule of doing nothing to tell you about hyphen podcast. Now, Kellen, while he hasn't always agreed with my policies, I still like the son of a And while I can't make you vote or listen to every podcast, please listen to Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast. Take it from me, I killed Bin Laden's Trust my taste in podcasts. Hyphenation, featuring Kellen Conley and semi-regular co-host Marcus Sean Mallet Robinson. You know, Kellen Potts, Marcus Wright. It's a better tandem than the 96 Chicago Bulls. And I know, I killed Ben Laden. And Kanye... Kanye was still jack. But, for Michelle and the girls, all love to Hyphenation and the Hyphen Podcast group. And keep bringing your daughter on. She's beautiful. And I know... Well, you know. Ooh, damn. Sherry. Sherry. Yeah, bro. Sherry, Sherry is done. Sherry is untapped. <laughs> she, she, she's untapped. She's on top. Yo, like, I, I, I cannot. If I'm going to go between Elizabeth and Sherry, nah, Sherry's always on top. Yo, she yeah. had the voice. She had, she had everything, bro. She had everything. She, talent. Remember they, they tried to make us think that she was ugly, dog? Yeah. And they couldn't even pass that off. I was like, hold on, dog. Wait a minute. And then I got a little bit older, and I was like, mm, "I don't know if she's ugly, bro." At, at, mm. Yeah, they, they like you said, they try to make her ugly with all the makeup and that, and even then yeah, it was so bro, hard. Was like, nah, like nah, for her to try to be ugly. No, nah, dog, she bad and she thick. Yeah, ah, gee, and she, she was thick. Shawn Michaels was in love with that woman, man. <laughs> they did so when they the remember when he used to grab her by the hair and throw her down. Yeah, in front of that was her idea. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, no, what she I want was, you to do is I want you to get it. She was, yeah. So she would like, and this is why I say she's the best manager of all time, in, in addition to just between her and Elizabeth. I think she's the best manager of all time because she was taking hard bumps, bro. Like, she was getting knocked off of a ring apron. She was getting, um, she was getting like flat out punched by the boys and like making them like, when they did it, she was like, yo, you got to lay it in. Lay in the shit and make it look good. And it was like, Yo, you guys are being a, like Hogan was straight up just like ah, I was like yo. Yeah. <laughs> the fact and, that it was all her idea too, you know what I mean? The way I put her up to it is like damn. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And oh, she was yo. just super good at like at all that. And so even her introduction to the business, um, mm-hmm. was, uh, I want to say Vern Gagne, but I'm not sure if that's who she started with. Where she walks into the office and she's like, I want to get into wrestling, and he like hauls off his his Vern. Yeah. Hauled off and slapped her, and she was like, "Is that all you got?" And he's like, "Yeah, I guess you're ready for the business." <laughs> so it's just like, "Yo, she's fucking hardcore." You're like, love I Sherry. They, I don't think there's anyone gonna be as hardcore as Sherry. Yeah, as, I love Sherry. So in, modern, in modern wrestling, I, I would doubt it. I doubt yeah, it. yeah. I would. Man, it would be so great to have her around for right now. Yeah. To like, you know, even for her to like manage somebody or to just be close to the scene because she just really did everything right. Like, just. Because for her to be, you know, look at like how many like hot female managers or whatever come in and they kind of like overshadow the character or the yeah. person that they're supposed to get over. Your Sonnies, your mm-hmm. Sables or whatever. Like they were like, you know, overshadowing guys. And that's not their fault. I don't, I don't, exactly. I won't say that's their fault. But Sherry still knew how to get all of her shit in perfectly. Mm-hmm. 
and then still like put over Macho Man, put over yeah. Ted DiBiase, put over Shawn Michaels. So yeah, yeah, that's a real talent, and just to be able to balance both, that's incredible. So exactly, yeah, yeah tops. Um, let's go back. We got all right. I asked you about that. Um, ooh. Favorite stable of all time. Damn, bro. That's a cool one, yo. Niggas had squads. <laughs> yo, the squads, bro? Niggas had squads. That, I missed. I do miss squads. That fucking amazing thing, though. Shout out to Jim Johnson, yo. Before yeah. I even go and talk mm-hmm. about staples, you gotta shout out Jim Johnson, man. This man made oh, yeah. stable music in general amazing, yeah. man. We had the Brew music. We had DX music, thanks to him. We had Nation Domination. Dog. For me personally, my favorite stable was always, uh, at the time, either um, APA. I love the ass kick. I love the, I love the, I love the ass kick. Yeah, like that's, that's such a brilliant concept, yo. We ain't going to wrestle unless you pay us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. amazing, bro. That's that was one of my favorite concept, segments. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, those were some of my favorite segments. That door was just amazing. Like, do you, <laughs> do you, do? you don't just walk walk through the door, knock on the door. It's like, dog, it's just a door. <laughs> Yo, I remember, uh, what was it? Spike Dudley actually did that. He actually played out before, you know, there was yeah. a segment. He just walks right through the door instead of, you know, going through the door. He just walks yeah. past it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> okay, man, boy. The right. door, knock it. There's no walls here, man. Door, knock it. Man. Yeah, actually, no, how can we help you today? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so great. It's so great. Damn, that door. They made it. They got yeah, a door man, over. Yeah, that door is underrated, bro. Got the it's door. Cool. And me, personally, my favorite save has always been APA and... NWO at the time, until, you know, Sting came over, I was a big fan of Sting. You know what I mean? I was a big yeah. fan of Sting. I'm. So, I, I have a thing. I have friends. Uh, shout out to uh, to to novelist and, uh, and hero. Hey. Um, hey, dog. Uh, Surfer Sting is the one true Sting. Get over yeah. it. <laughs> I actually agree. You know what I mean? I actually agree. You know what I mean? I, I like Crow Sting, but Surfer Sting was great. I, and that's yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't hate Crow Sting, but man, just like. That that baby face of Sting just and I know you gotta change things. Yeah. I get it, but bro, Surfer Sting was so trill, dog. Like the kids, like all the kids go wild and all the old people start to act like a child. They go, what? Yeah. That was, that was, and the ring ability was great. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. His, no, no, he was nuts. Yeah, he had to limit his ability nuts. for Crow Sting because at that time, you know, he had to play like more of a yeah, you know, like a morose. Yeah. So yeah. when he. Uh-huh. Who's that later on years, like especially went to TNA yeah. as he was doing Crow's thing, he just let his surface thing person up. Take yeah, yeah, you gotta have more, yeah. which I like. Surfer. He needs to do more surface thing though. I ain't Surfer. gonna front. Surface thing needs to come back more. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. Uh, um, here we go. Uh, yeah. What is a match? A match that had you in your feelings? Had me my feelings. Damn. That actually has to be either Eddie Guerrero and, you know, winning the championship and then hugging Chris Benoit. I know he's not supposed to be mentioned in wrestling history, but you can't yeah. race that shit. Uh, that was one of the biggest feelings in the world because Eddie uh, was a good friend of mine. Eddie was okay. a real, real good personal friend of mine. And how I met him was through MySpace, ironically. Wow. So we were, we got connected together, you know, because he was going through a lot of therapy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And we went through some of the childhood and everything like that. And we just, one day, I just managed to draw him and message him. He answers back. I'm like, oh, my God, this is Eddie Guerrero. answer me that, bro. <laughs> and we just get to talking and everything like that. And when he won that championship, he was very emotional and everything like that. Yeah. Another good match. Another good match like, that really doesn't get talked about a lot, but it was full of emotion. Because Shelton Benjamin was also a good friend of mine. And it was him facing Shawn Michaels on a random brawl. Yeah, and that was when his name blew up. The super kick heard around the world. Yeah, that entire match really got the rub. Yeah, yeah, man, we got the rub. It was just a regular war match, but they made it a pay per view status. That was super good. I remember that. Yeah, man. Um, trying to think of match that had me in my feelings. I think I might have talked about this before. Um, Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds with Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens. 
Because mm. I'm talking about just their friendship and their relationship and being, you know, at, uh, you know, uh, Sammy being his best man and all of this. And then him turning on all the stuff from NXT, blah, blah, blah. Like just all these fights that just meant so much. And then just the end of it where Sammy hits the finisher on him in the corner and that's supposed to be it. And he's like, no, 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 get up, get back. And I was like, Oh no, don't do like he was, he was shoot. He was killing old yeller. You know what I mean? Like it was like such a moment where it's just like, uh, uh-uh, no, no, no. And it was just like, you can see like Kevin Owens conveying that emotion of like, I don't want to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, this shouldn't be this important. And it was like, it is though, man. So yeah, it kind of had me in my feelings because Anybody who's ever had like a fallout with a really good friend, like a mm-hmm. best friend, you can actually feel that. Say y'all fall out, and you're like, "Damn, man! Like, could it, like this could have been us if we had a physical altercation?" And it was exactly, just like, man. It's, damn, I don't want to have that ever happen. Exactly, man. Cause, you know, <laughs> yo, fast because I already went through that with Keenan and Kel. You know what I mean? Like, I know both of them personally, and the fact that they had a fallout after all yeah. those years, man. Like, come on, bro. I'm glad they got connected again, but like, damn, when you really had that fallout, when you yeah, see yeah, 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 you know, for years, just split apart and don't want anything to do each other. It's like, damn, man, y'all, y'all went through each other's shit back in the day, man. Yeah, for real. Oh, you cut someone off like that, bro. Yeah, Ugh. So, match like that really hits you in the. In the field, it, it got me. I was like, man, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that again. <laughs> Go ahead, man. All right, man. Who has the best? King gimmick ever. Damn, that's a good one, man. Because I gotta be honest, there's Jerry the King Lawler, but he hasn't he hasn't used that King term in a minute. You know what I mean? He got rid of it a long time ago. Man, King Booker was hilarious. Say it, say it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a- King Booker. King yes, Booker. he owned that shit because he's one of the only wrestlers. That actually oh, earned God. the king title, you know what I mean? And like, treated yo. it like it meant something, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, I love King Booker like yo, so much, and I love, I that, love that he brings it back every now and again. He doesn't overdo it. Yeah. He brings it back. He, does, he when he he brought it back with the new day. Yo, bro, I love fucking <laughs> Booker T. I love fucking Booker T. In general, man. I remember when he was in TNA, and one of his ideas yes. with Kevin Nash was she was. Chet Lemon and Black Snow. Like they actually had they had their names for fucking commentary. Yeah. (laughs) They had nonstop commentary about it, man. Like I'll never you know if you look up the clip, bro, like he's literally making commentary while he's beating people out and it's King Booker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is the one. Yep, that's the one I was thinking about. It's amazing, bro. King, you know, Booker T is underrated, bro. Like a lot of people really respect that boy's name, man. Super underrated. Um, Facts. All right. I'm probably I'm probably uh tempting fate here, but now go ahead, go ahead. Say Hulk Hogan or the Macho Man. Yo. Honestly, real talk, when we talk about accolades, I go with Macho Man, you know what I mean? Because Macho Man was more of a personality behind everything else. You know what I mean? That man was a kind soul. I mean, I still remember the day. I still remember the day I'm watching Dexter's Laboratory and I see the monkey episode where this man is wrestler, you know what I mean? And he's just coming. And his comedic comedic time is amazing. But even the creator, uh, the creator of Dexter's Laboratory said, yo, all his lines were improv. They ain't right. Yeah. They were just going to have him as a generic wrestler and just, you know, say, I'm going to beat you up. But every single one of his lines was made of improv. It was gold, yeah. (laughs) It was just gold. When when, when Monkey got up again, he goes, oh, no, little man. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) (laughs) You like, oh, my God, what did he say to Monkey? Uh, Something to the point, uh, something like... uh, Oh my God! Is something about his heart, bro? I was like, man. Go ahead. Yo, you are incredible. I can smash your bones. I can tear you limb from limb, but I can never destroy your pride. I shall spare the earth. Yes. That's the one I was looking for. I shall spare the earth. Oh, Yo. my God. And oh, you know, you know, he's all excited. Oh, yeah. 
Now, hang on, brother. How are you going to pick the macho man over me, man? I'm here to, to prove. That's right. You guys said my name not only three times. You said it four, brother. And now I'm here to clear my name, man. They keep saying I'm racist. And I don't like that, brother. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, man, it's the real Hulk Hogan, brother. I'm here, man. What are you there? I mean, the brother's up to, man. Damn it. That's one, Hulk. That's one. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Yo! Come on, man. You got, you got that's actually accurate, bro. That, that's accurate as hell, you got, you got, you got to come to some slack, bro. All right. Like, most of the time, I see people being home, they always need to do voice too deep. Or like too low, yo. You got the perfect voice for Hogan, bro. That's because I got a tan, brother. Because now I'm, I know what it's like to be black, man. What? <laughs> just because you have a tan, you are not. Black. All right, but with everybody coming down on me about being racist, man, I definitely know what it's like to be black, man. With all the. All, all, all you guys are coming at me, man. All right, Hogan. Oh, I wear do rags and Jordans, right? Get out of here, Hogan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He really does. Like, I ain't even trying. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fine, I'm out of here, brother. All right, jeez, that was actually remarkably better than he was last week with the racism. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, Hogan, something else, man. He's growing. Yeah, he's growing. You know, this dude had the nerve to come to Comic Con and charge hundred and fifty dollars for the one that. Bro, if you don't get out of I mean, well, he needs the bread for one. Yeah. But uh yeah, when what year was that? That was actually in uh 2018. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. And right next to him, like because here's the thing, Hogan was in the in the side front, you know what I mean? When you yeah. all the wrestlers go over here on the Comic Con, yeah. Sting was all the way on the other side. You know how much he was Sting was charging? Twenty dollars. Twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. Twenty fucking dollars, and I'd much rather no, I'd much rather talk to Sting. Yeah, I'd much rather talk to Sting. Then he got the booth, and they say, "Yo, twenty dollars." Yo, people like, "You you crazy, man? We'll pay you more." Sting is over there doing what? Yeah. Yeah. um, (laughs) I remember I met Lawler at uh, Boston Comic Con. Well, before they turned it into fan. Fest or whatever they oh, call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was like, I want to say like 20, 2015. I yeah. met Lawler there. He just had a booth, like, you know, an artist alley. And I was just yeah. walking through Artist Alley, and he's at the very end on the corner, like on an end cap. I was like, Jerry Lawler, the king? He's like, yep. And this was right after. No, you know when it was? It was after his heart attack. Oh yeah! It was right after his heart attack. So whenever that was, I think it was like in the thirteen, fifteen ish. That'd be twenty seventeen. Yeah, when his heart attack came out. Yeah. yeah. So his heart attack, and I was like, you know, I went up and I shook his hand. I just asked him how he was doing, bro. Like I didn't want nothing. I wasn't like about to take no picture. Yeah, man. I just wanted. To, it was like, man, how you doing, man? Like, damn, dog, don't scare us like that. And that was it. And it was like, all right, man. But yeah, that was yeah, probably. Like- the crazy part is, you know, this is why I'm cool with a lot of wrestlers because I don't ask for autographs. I don't ask for picture. Like, I'm just, yeah. yo, what up? How you doing? You need anything from the, the convention or anything like that? And they're cool with it, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. how me and Edge got real good, good friends, you know, because, you know, his he has an agent, you know what I mean, when he goes mm-hmm. to convention and everything like that. And so for some reason, he didn't get his regular agent. They just had a regular staff member for him. And staff mm-hmm. member wasn't doing anything for him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Always on the phone, always everything like that. And Adam's acting for food. So I'm talking to Christian because Christian and I are friends on Instagram and everything like that. Okay. And he's like, uh, yo, this agent is not doing nothing for us. <laughs> I was like, yo, what is Edge <laughs> yo? I was like, yo, Adam, what do you need, bro? He's like, I need, I need some pizza, man. I need something to eat. I was like, yo, say no more. I went, I got that pizza in five minutes. And everything. I was like, yo, eat, bro. He was like, yo, how much? Oh, yeah. I was like, yo, nothing, man. You need to eat. He was like, yo, come on, man. I was like, nah, nah, nah. You eat and you're good. No, don't so worry. Got, I make, um, I make I got, millions yeah, I of dollars in fifteen day. days. Don't worry about me. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> man. I was like, yo, bro, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it, man. And then the, the agent came by, and he was like, "Sir, don't feed the the, the, the celebrities." And he was like, "Yo, you should have been feeding me in the first Dude, place." Damn bro. job, man. Like, lay off. Yeah, that's what he said. Yo, yo, you should have been feeding me in the first place, yo. As a matter of fact, yo, uh, Tebow, you want me to? You want to help me out here? I was like, bro, I'm already working Crunchyroll at right now, man. Bro, I'll get someone that's actually loyal, like to help you out. 
and I did that. I got my boy to help him out for the whole day. He got yeah. me this IO Edge, and there we go. That's it's crazy, you know what I mean? Most of these wrestlers are real cool, you know what I mean? They just want to have a good time. Man, they're so, like, these guys are so much larger than life. And then, mm-hmm. like, just about everybody that I've met, that I've met, and, you know, it's been, like, little humble, you know, band kind of stuff or whatever. But, like, they've been super cool. Like, either outwardly super, like, boisterous and jovial or just like really low key and cool. Like um, yeah. I I um, was hanging with uh, uh, via via uh, Zoom, talking to um, Michael Mosley, who does you know all the cosplay and stuff for um, uh, a nice. bunch of stuff for New Day. He's super cool, like ridiculous. Well, cool. Yeah, I know Michael. He's he's real cool. Mad cool. And then you know he was just talking about Woods, and he's like, "Dog, Woods is like." Man, you think like you, people walk up to him and talk to him at conventions, and they'd be like, they walk away like I felt like, you know, I've known him for years. Like, yeah, that's a dude that's doing everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you meet people who have a little bit of a name or something, yeah, they're like insufferable. It's like, dude, come on, like it's exactly. Really, it's really refreshing. And again, I guess that's why you know wrestlers are like so dope is because they. They know that. Like now, when you you know you come up to like a CM Punk and you take his headphones out of his ear, like that's come on, dog. That's OD. But like, yeah. For the most part, man, they be super cool because they just be like, "All right, what's up? What are we doing?" You know. <laughs> you know, like what do yeah. we got going on here? Coolest, coolest wrestler, coolest. Coolest, coolest. That's a really um, hard question. I've already sure. met Rock twice already. Yeah, I already met the Rock twice already, and now we're friends on Instagram. So it's oh man, coolest wrestler I ever met. Probably since I well, that's I'm, that's biased if I mention AJ because me and AJ are friends. So let me think of someone that I don't know and I just met one time. Um, probably Devon Dudley. Devon is actually really Devon chill. seems like, super cool. Devon's amazing, man. Yeah. The first time I, I met him was um in Long Island uh, Comic Con. Okay. And I had my friend Barbie with me, and you know he's looking at her and I was like, oh, you you pretty, you know, like that, and everything like that. So you know they do start talking about that, and Devon starts giving me tips, so you know like um wrestling moves and everything as well too, like what moves to work with and everything like that, and mm-hmm. who to contact like for a certain wrestling agency. Yeah. So uh, me and Devon just talked for hours at that point, and you know we share we even share you know a couple of a couple of food together and everything like that, and he yeah. was just super chill. Him and um and Lisa Marie, uh, aka Victoria, Victoria's mm-hmm. super chill. Like I love Victoria. Nice. I love Victoria. Yeah. Um, I liked when you know they were trying to do like all the bikini stuff, and it was like they did the oh what they did like the uh. Oh, what was that? The stupid um, bikini showdown or whatever they try to do. And then she came out there with like a, uh, a inflatable duck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Stick it to her. She came out there with an inflatable duck and flippers on. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Don't let oh, man. That's my girl. Yeah. I like uh, like when she went to TNA and she texts me about it, you know, like, hey, I'm in TNA now. I'm like, yo, good shit. And she just texted me this year as well because she does a podcast now as well too. With, oh, okay. Um, with uh, what's the name? Um, uh, she was in TNA as well too. So from S. Oh. Um. I forgot, the, I, forgot the, uh, I forgot the girl's name. I just know Victoria. So. Yeah. And she sometimes has Velvet Sky on it, you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. Devon, that, that's Bubba's girlfriend and everything like that. So yeah, okay, yeah, I man, yeah. Now, now I feel bad because uh, it was a, maybe a couple years ago that Sasha Banks was going to be in town, and um, I asked my daughter if she wanted to go see her, and I don't know yeah. if she thought I was like joking or whatever, but she was just <laughs> like, eh, no. I was like. All right, I thought you really wanted to go see her, but okay. And then, then she found out like she was there, and she was like, "I wanted to see her." I'm like, "You said you didn't," so I was like, "I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you want from me. I thought you were joking. I thought you were just making it up." I'm like, "Why would I do that?" All right, I was serious, but okay. Um, yeah, man. So 
now we're going to do uh, or we're going to attempt what I would like to start doing weekly on the show. I'm going to have okay. our guest T Doza uh, cut a promo in what we like to call promo class for okay. the, the Rasslecast promo class. You have to cut a promo on ice cream. Yeah. Oh, damn. Go. oh, damn. I don't even eat ice cream, so... Uh... <laughs> Ooh, see? Shout for this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let, me, let me hit it. Let me know when you're ready. And go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you know the one thing people can connect with? It's ice cream. You know what I mean? Because we all have different various colors and tastes. We have vanilla. We have chocolate. We have caramel. We have even the special Rocky Road, brother. We even have strawberry, cherry, all kinds of flavors and tastes. Ice cream connects us all more than one flavors every single time. You want to be a champion? You have the ice on the belt and you have the ice and the cream. Hey. <laughs> there we go. Off the top, though. Like, you have no time to think about it. You don't even like ice cream. That's my dog. T. Doza. Alright, T. Tell the folks where you want to be, where you would like to be found. Uh, you can always find me on Instagram, you know, uh, T Doza, T, you know, dot Doza. That's it on Instagram. That's pretty much you can just follow me from there. And if you want to follow my boy Boss Logic, who does a lot of wrestling, you know, artwork as well as Marvel and DC, there we go. Plug Boss Logic. Feet. That's it. That's all That's I need to say. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, my man. All right, T, thank you yes, for sir. coming through and, and, and hollering at us here on the Rasslecast. Really, you know, you. And uh, thank you. No problem, man. Anytime. You the the key, the door is always open. We don't even lock that motherfucker. You just walk right in, reach in the fridge, get what you want. That's how we do over here at the Rasslecast. Thank you for being our first guest. For sure. That for sure. Whenever you want, man. So uh, the rest of y'all, like I said, we still don't have a sign-off. It's the second week. What do you what do you expect from us, you psychos? I know that. I know, I know that I've given you such great things as you know, Shredder saying "Sayonara, suckers," and uh, <laughs> I know I've given you that, but you know we're we're not there yet, so uh, you'll just have to deal. Uh, until then, uh, peace. Bye, mofos. Bye, Rasslecast. Check us out. Thank you. This is a hyphen podcast production. 